Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. We just finished our local elections last week, and today we will be breaking down the results. My name is Anthony Sosa, and today we have with me Christopher Rose and Thomas Moore. What's up, guys? So, Scott. I just waved. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Oh, no. I can feel your spirit. It's okay. Maybe maybe we down the road we can start doing video video stuff. I don't know. That'd be good. I had to get my face ready, but that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a yeah. lot. So the results are in. <laughs> and yeah, like right before we, we went on air, Ro, you were even commenting on how it was hard to find the final results. Like there were a lot of publishings of like, oh, this is fifty percent numbers, this is seventy percent numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know, weird. Like, it's, oh, okay, we're already, we got it, good. This is the results. We don't even got to finish counting. Um, however, we, we did find, a, you know, the final results. Uh, they all are going to be posted in the show notes below. Um, we kind of put together a document where we took screenshots of a lot of this information. So you guys don't have to go through the websites individually for each district. We put it all in a document for you. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going down the list, looking at the mayor election and then all of the districts. And we're going to talk about the results, but we're also going to compare the turnouts to the previous couple of elections, 2019 and 2017 as well. And then maybe try and strategize for the future. Maybe maybe make some predictions mm-hmm. about how the runoffs are going to go. What do you guys think? Are, were, were y'all shocked with these I results? Think, or no? Um, yeah, I think I'm very much an optimist. And I cared so much, you know, like specifically about like Jen Sardui and um, and Kara Wilson mm-hmm. and like I, Ricky Vasquez or Martasha James. Honestly, I could have gone either way, but I just I, I wanted them so bad, you know, mm-hmm. and so I was a little bit. Just I'm I'm just always surprised that so many people don't care. Yeah, I mean that's that's just to me seems to be the really the big hurdle. And we found a really good article about this too that's actually also posted below about how the low voter turnout in our city is a systemic problem, and like what can be done about that. I mean, so I mean, yeah, that's kind of again why we started very much intentional. Yeah. Um, Also, if you look at the results you sent us, you know, when you look at the runoff, it's got whoever supposedly won the runoff in green but when you go to the mayor it's got maddie parker's name highlighted for the record people deborah peoples beat maddie parker in the runoff yeah i actually do yeah to suggest that she's the pop that she's the most popular candidate so i got these screenshots uh from wfaa and yeah like the highlighted names some people have like a green check on them like implying that they won but they didn't um and often the case is that there's a runoff uh, but even, yeah, even like you're saying, Thomas, like they gave Maddie Parker the check, even though she didn't get the most votes, um, which is yeah. really, really misleading. Um, but as far I as, yeah. So I guess let's talk about the mayor, the whole mayor thing first. Mm-hmm. So nobody yeah. really got a lot. I mean, so, so, okay, let me ask you, let me phrase this question first. Did y'all think Brian Bird overperformed or underperformed? Uh, in this election with with 15 percent and nine thousand nine hundred votes oh his 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 scary you know they're gonna burn the city down if 
you know, you don't elect me, you know, I support police, even though I'm the only one that hasn't taken forth police officers association money because they won't endorse me for some reason. Uh, yeah, no, I think he did slightly better than he should have. Um, really? Then again, I don't think he should have ran. I think he should have just gone home. But the bonus here is that Brian Bird is no longer on the city council. Yeah, that's true. The Big sad thing is, Ann Zeta is no longer on the city council. Yeah. I was really yeah. mad when she ran because, like, when you're trying to, when you're the perceived minority in, in a city like that, you don't want to hedge your bets and, and split support. All right. You need to, like, Ann and Deborah should have sat down and figured out who's doing what. Yeah. Okay? And so Before that's Before Ann yeah. decided to run. Because yeah. honestly, yeah, right, or at least. You can well, always this, drop back out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was what, on the ballot and then yeah. and then figure it out. What the city needed was Anzada on the council and then Deborah Pe- Peoples to win. That way we have two. Yeah. I know and paid her dues and everything, but sometimes you got to wait it out. So there's still, um, we'll get to the council here in a minute. There's still a little bit of hope, but yeah, you're right. No, it, 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 is, a, it is a loss losing her. Um, yeah. But it is a game losing bird. And so like here, so for those listening, the total turnout for this election uh, for the mayor mm-hmm. was 69,434. And so we have around 442,000 registered voters in mm-hmm. Fort Worth. So this is, what is that? I don't know, 11% of the registered. So the people who voted in November we had it was a it was close to that fully registered number. It was a, around four hundred thousand people who voted yeah. in November, and then now in the city election, the total turnout is sixty nine thousand and some change. The sad thing is that's actually an improvement from the twenty. Oh yeah, it's a big improvement. <laughs> it's like twice as much, which is still sad. Yeah. So I mean, we're trending in the right direction, but we've got such little involvement and engagement that even double the previous year is still a dismal number. Um, so that's, and so if we look at the breakdown, it's not looking good for people's really. Um, so pe- people's got 33. I was surprised that she got the, ma- the, ma- the plurality, she didn't get the majority, but the, the largest chunk of it, um, with 33%, she got 22,000 plus votes and Maddie Parker got 31% with 20,000 plus votes. And that is with Deborah Peebles being on the bottom of the ballot. True. You had to search for her. Well, okay. No, I think it, it was randomized every time. It was randomized. That makes um, we sense. talked about so this what? last time yeah, yeah. before I voted, and then I went, and it was in a completely different order. Okay. But Deborah Peoples was still on the, so on the, the second page. end for second. me. Interesting. So that was a bit dubious. It's like yeah, random, except Deborah Peoples is last. So if we, I don't like it. Yeah. Because, yeah here's what I think is going to happen. Brian Bird's supporters, at least quarter to half of them, are going to vote for Maddie Parker. Yeah. Steve Panati's yeah people are probably going to get behind Maddie. Zayda's yeah. people are probably going to get behind people. That's not enough to make it the difference. If, yeah. if Deborah's going to win this, we need more voter outreach, which means you need to go vote unless you want more of the same that you've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need to talk to everyone that you know who lives yeah. in Fort Worth about who they're voting for. Yeah, Bring your friend and tell your friends to bring a friend. I mean, in, in, yeah. in reality, like it, the turnout for the, for the runoffs are going to be even lower than the mm-hmm. you know the city election yeah. anyways a lot of these people aren't probably going to come back out and vote 
Um, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but I imagine yeah. that there's going to be even less coverage because you're not going to have a trillion signs out. You're just going to have your Denver people's, your Matt well, Parker signs. He, here's um, the other thing. Old, older people tend to have more free time and they tend to vote more consistently. They're the demographic yeah. that usually decides these local elections because for sure they almost, they almost design it deliberately to where it's hard to vote if you work or if you, you mm -hmm. know, don't have transportative access to get to the polls. I have seen them shut down polls during uh, elections. Uh, they temporarily shut it down during the CCPD one, and it was in like a predominantly minority community. Mm -hmm. They um, close a few polling places. And yeah. I'm I'm not trying to scare people, but this is very much a use it or lose it situation because I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Republican Party at large, but they're trying to restrict people's rights to vote. Okay, yeah. so we've covered this a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, if you get enough Republicans in the driver's seat on the Fort Worth City Council, they're going to help them. So, which means that some of the people listening might not be able to vote after they get into, into power. It's, I mean, yeah, that's that's a possibility for sure. They're going to continue. I mean, we've we've also talked about how this current legislative session down in Austin, they're trying to pass mul uh, multiple voter suppression bills. We'll actually see if they get passed or not. Um, but like to break down the rest of the competition as far as the mayoral race was concerned. Third place was Brian Bird with 15%. So about uh, almost 10,000 votes. And so, yeah, we can assume that most of that's going to go to Maddie, who was yep. only who only lost by 2K. Now that puts her up by 8K if you take his votes and give them to her. Then the rest of the race is Steve Pignate. He got 6,500-ish votes, about 10%. Uh, and Zeta got fifth place with 9%, about 5,800 votes. Uh, and then everybody else was 1% or less than 1,000 votes with Mike Haynes, Cedric C., uh, Kenyinda, Daniel, D.C. Caldwell, Chris Rector, and Maylene George. Uh, and so, like... Mike Haynes almost got to 1,000. Yeah, Mike Haynes almost... Yeah, he's just too short of... Yeah, 998 for Mike Haynes. So, but I mean, even all of those put together, that's barely 2,000 more votes. And who knows yeah, where they would go I think to. with the like what it looks like the fallout's going to be just with these voters it looks like maddie parker's going to be ahead by like six thousand or so yeah yeah because steve Pignati's people are probably going to get behind which means yeah you guys need to show y'all are giving his last name so much character <laughs> Pignate or pinate <laughs> i think it's just like pennant <laughs> like i think it's you know what yeah the, the, that's it, what i've heard from out. from supporters of his okay yeah there's no in yet white. it's not an in yet so i don't know um yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, it's not looking good. And so, I mean, again, I think we need to kind of be taking the long term perspective on this. Like, it's not likely that there's going to be enough voter initiatives between now and, and what is it, June 5th? I forgot to write down when the when the when the runoff is. June, I have it here in front of me. June 5th. Yes. June 5th. So, you know, if you're not registered to vote already, you can't can't vote in that. Um, so hope, you know, and then after that, it will be how we'll have another two years, you know, year and a half before we go do this song and dance again. So, I mean, I think that between now and then is when this big voter initiative, voter drive needs to go out there because we still have half, yep. half of the Fort Worth population isn't registered to vote. Uh, and some of those might be under the age of 18, but there's still hundreds of thousands of people who aren't registered that could be, that could be participating in this process. Now, again, not all of them maybe would vote the way that we think they should vote or whatever. Um, but getting that engagement is really the important thing because then we can actually yep. have 
more of a real conversation about what are the problems, what are the solutions in our area. Most of us aren't having that conversation. You know, it's just this select few of people on the council and then the random few reporters and other people who actually follow closely what they do. And that's not very many people. Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, this again, which is why we're here. We want to provide as much information as possible to all of the citizens so y'all can participate in the political process knowingly and like understand what's at stake and what you're voting for and who's worth voting for and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I don't have high hopes, I guess, for the runoff as far as mayor goes. I mean, we're trending in the right direction, right? This is still better than yeah. better than last year or, or two years ago, rather, when people's ran the first time. Where's my page on it? There it is. Um, she got 41% of the vote of 38,000. So this is double, you know, 69,000 voting yeah. in the mayor. This is double than it was in 2019. So that's good. I mean, hopefully that can continue to carry over and we can continue to see those numbers. But even then, I mean, she, yeah, she got, you know, not that many, not that big of a percentage. This is, we got to be real. Like, even though this, the county's turned purple, it's still very much a conservative minded place. There's still a lot of people, especially those older voters that you mentioned, Thomas, like lot, identify yeah. as conservatives. So, I mean, we are fighting an uphill battle as far as being on the left and trying to, um, you know, affect I think the number one here. thing is, is voter access right now because, you know, with yeah, everyone working and stuff, most of your demographics that would vote for peoples or aren't conservative, they're not elderly. They have to go to work. They have things to do. And also they're not, they're more politically apathetic. What we need to do is get them engaged. So if you're listening to this and you didn't vote and, and you live in Fort Worth and you didn't vote in the mayor election the first time, you need to go vote now. And you need to vote for Deborah Peoples, okay? Because right now, what it's looking like is a whole lot more of the same, okay? You have Carlos Flores, Michael D. Crane, who is literally uh, Brian Bird's campaign director. Mm -hmm. He's also like mm -hmm. way overqualified for this. That's why he just <laughs> smashed. Um, yeah, Carrie Moon, Gina Bivens. This is the same people. Jungus Jordan, Matty Parker might as well be Betsy Price. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you've got to realize this could get us getting our way big time. Uh, moving on to some positive stuff, though. Look at District Eight, eight guys. There's some hope there in District Eight. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Chris Nettles um, is doing pretty pretty good for himself. And even in District Eight, you need to you need to show up for your boy. Yeah, so I guess, do y'all want to start going down the districts and start talking about that, or is there anything else you want to yeah, say so about I have a question. Um, I I forget the actual numbers of who is in the runoff. Is it, with if they're within a certain percentage, yes. is it just the top so two, so regardless? If you, if you got 50% 50 plus one person in the first round, then you won, and there is no runoff. Okay, so um, Carlos yeah. Flores is the District 2 council person. Correct. Yep. And uh, Michael D. Crane is for District 3. Right. Yes. And Terry Moon is barely. Terry Moon's right on the edge, so yeah. he did make it. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Moon made it. And Gina Bivens. Yeah, Gina Bivens, okay. too. So a lot oh, of the incumbents oh, stayed. Oh, Bob will be here. So yeah. six through nine, though, are, are still up in the air. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Okay. And so that's that's going to be where it's interesting. So Jungus Jordan won, but he didn't win by as near, you know. So in, in 2019, he won by 62 percent. And in 20, 
I'm sorry, in 2017, he won by 62, 63-ish percent. And in 2019, he won by 53%, which was still the majority. This year, it's 44. And then if we take Jared... the vampire out. If we take Jared and, T- and, and Tasia Leggett and put them together, because their platforms were yeah. very similar, yeah. Um, yeah. that's 56%. And so versus Jungus is 44. So... Yes. Yeah, so if everybody be turns Jungus out, Jordan versus Jared Williams. Yes, that's yes. correct. And he okay. won't be stuck in the okay. life out of everyone if we get him out of there. So you know, get, yeah. Get, and get, I get feel like local vampire guys. I feel like Leggett's voters like are like I don't know why they would turn to Jungus Jordan. Well, so it's <laughs> it, it's it's the district. A lot of it stretches out pretty far west, like out towards Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of have also the um, old people. Yeah. If, and you have right, that, but that I'm but I'm saying that, that the people who voted for Leggett are probably going to vote for Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. It, that's the thing. Yep. It's all dependent on if the people turn out again. If we get the same right. number of people who came out, then it's looking good. But if mm-hmm. people are disheartened True. that you know or whatever that yeah, they didn't get it or something, yeah, Jungus' numbers sure. are probably more solid than Jared TSS. I'm betting more of his supporters will come out and vote for him again than. Jared, Jared and TSA, like you're not going to get, what is it, 5,800. You're probably going to get like 54 or something, you know? So, yeah, another thing to mention, like there's noticeable, and this is across the board, there's been a a higher increase in voter turnout for the districts, uh, just like Mm -hmm. as there is for the mayor. So we had double turnout for the mayor. Well, it's not quite evenly distributed as a double across each district, but for District 6, in 2019, there were 6,600 people-ish that voted, uh, and this time it was 10,000. 300 and so that's that's like a 40 percent increase for that district alone so again it's just if that 10,000 people come back out again hopefully things can work out better district seven was was frustrating um seeing who was in the lead there uh because that because mr pent zeb pent was the person that we were we were kind of ragging on the most and we're like don't support this guy he's like actively anti-lgbtqia but literally satan but but it's apparently District Seven stretches into Denton County a little bit too, Southern Denton County, uh, and so they mm-hmm. voted in that election. And so he also took a lot of that percentage from the Denton County vote. Um, I don't have that in front of me, but it was it was a significant percentage. He won again by a big, by a big margin. So it's not looking good. I mean, the only uh, the other person in the runoff with him is Leonard Firestone, the owner of the distillery, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The one that has does he have y'all checked recently? Uh, last time I checked, like, which was the end of early voting before election day, he still had no campaign information out. Wow! Literally just like running on word of mouth, running on people recognizing his name, and being like, "Yeah, that one." Yeah, and like, that's still better. Than this other guy, right? <laughs> like, he's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a campaign website now. He does. Yeah. Read no, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't know Leonard Firestone, but Zeb Pent. I absolutely do not want yeah. him in office. So, so Thomas, what's he got? What's, so, what's he running on? All right. Ooh, Leonard Firestone has a website now. Yep. All right. There's lower taxes, safe neighborhoods, better streets. It's another Republican. Well, Co- I mean, I think that was obvious. It, yeah, co-founder of Fort Worth's award-winning Firestone and Robertson Distilling Company. If he's an old-school Republican, I'm okay with it. But on mayor's At least he's not trying to attack children. For COVID-19 recovery, exactly. Strong supporter of veterans and first responders. 
business received historic Fort Worth Preservation Award. Leonard and Nicole have four children. He's right. That is an accomplishment. Eight to 14. This man looks like their grandfather. My I grandfather. Can't, I, can't, I can't say much. My dad was old, too. My dad was like <laughs> almost 50 when he had me. He was like 48. No, no cap. I have nephews Whoa. that are I have right. nephews that are older than me. I am technically a great nephew because one of them just had a kid. A, a great uncle just because one of them had a kid. Firestone is endorsed by Betsy Price, uh-huh. Dennis Shingleton, and uh, Mike Moncrief, Interesting. which I so, don't actually know. So they want uh, him over much about Pint. Him. Yes. That's because that's the establishment. That's all the money. That's all the... Do I agree with right Betsy now. Price? Is that what the f*** is happening today? I mean, again, like, when you start attacking children, it's hard not to. Yeah, like, it, this is... There's no good choice, but this guy is definitely better than the other one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. would just be more status no quo. good choice. It wouldn't be rolling us backwards. It would be much more of the same. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, having Zeb in there might be like taking us back a little bit you know yeah that'd be a little step back so mm-hmm. even been paying attention to some of the problems though so i mean even if you're a democrat you know a registered democrat in district seven i still would go vote for mr yeah. firestone um just so to see, check this out yeah. he's, got, he's got a 12 point city council action plan okay number one is lower homeowner property taxes and user fees because that that's is on every killing. person's platform <laughs> yeah, ensure safe neighborhoods and quick response from fire, police, and EMS. In some areas, yeah, but depending on what the call is, I'm not so big on the police. Anyways, address road maintenance and traffic mobility. That is an issue in some areas. Independent audit of smart water meters. That was a big issue. Deliver deliver quality and responsive city services. Another issue. Help small local neighborhood businesses. You know, that's marquee Republican stuff. Quality yeah. parks and trail systems. That's yeah. good. Promote city school partnerships. Maybe solve local neighborhood flooding issues. Down with it. Sure. Provide yeah. homeless with assistance and solutions. I am down. Vague, but if he's, yeah, if he's serious. <laughs> but what I've seen is Republicans will run on that, and then like their solution to providing homeless assistance is basically try and get the homeless to go to another city so they don't have to look at it. Support our community's COVID-19 recovery. Okay. Promptly return all citizen calls. I, I would like to say that that's like, should be a given, but I, I've seen the response of the, of the city council. That's actually a really big thing. To run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got Betsy Price, Shingleton, which. I mean, Shingleton is the old, the old district seat. He's the one that's not running again. So that's, yeah. If he's the guy, it's interesting that all of that is behind Firestone and he still only was able to get 20, 27% versus Pence 33%. Well, Um, what it is, is I'm betting that he's an old school Republican and the other one is a MAGA Republican. mm, That's the civil war that's going on right now. Yeah. But I think, I think, because looking at this man, he can pull this off because. If you look at some of the other other ways, some of the other candidates, I can easily see people getting behind Firestone over. Yeah, I mean, it, a five percent margin isn't a lot when you've still got, yeah. 
you know, third a third of the people, right? So I mean, Lee Only Henderson, like half of half 15%, of yeah. Henderson, and then like a little bit of gravy from the other people. He's got this. Yeah. So that's yeah. a wonderful race. That's I mean, yeah, and in, in, in this instance, for that specific district, like yeah, it's kind of I want I would rather the establishment win uh, than than having this 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 dude. Yeah. This is this is one of those scenario things. But for District Eight, this is like the really interesting one, I think. Eight and yeah. seven, I suppose nine too, a little bit. Uh, so Kelly Allen's been the incumbent for six years. She won with seventy-one percent of the vote in twenty seventeen, and with fifty-three percent of the vote in twenty nineteen, and now is in a runoff because she only got forty-six. No, I'm forty-four, and Chris Nettles beat yeah. her with forty-six. So mm-hmm. again, the turnout turnout for this district is still pretty low. So it was. 3700 yeah, that, that two percent is like what it's a hundred people not even it's like 80 people oh um, it is 100 people sorry that that is the 300 i thought it was two and two yeah you're right so so 3700 ish voted in 2019 in district eight now it was 5100 which is like that's i don't know again a 40 percent increase or something but that's still just so few people there's way more than 5100 people in district eight um, and so this could be an area, a place where even though maybe it looked like, looking like Chris is going to win, which is great, there could be more work done in District 8 about as far as getting people registered to vote or getting people participating. Um, yeah, that's going to be a bloodbath in, in 8 and 7. That's that's going to be a dogfight. So, I mean, yeah, it was close. Like the other three people, Tyrone King, Millennium Junior Woods, and Christopher Johnson, they only got about 500 votes between the three of them. Uh, and so everything else was between Chris and Kelly. And it was close. Um, so it's not guaranteed to be Chris's, you know, again, the turnout has to be the same, right? It's like the same yeah. people that voted the first time have to come out again the second time for him for him to take it. Um, but uh, it's certainly possible. So I hope that, I really hope that's the case. I hope his name recognition too, I think is helping a lot because he ran for mayor four years ago because he ran against Kelly two years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed about that. I really hope to see him squeak that one out. All right, time for nine, and that not nine kind of made me sad. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, we really wanted Jordan, Jordan Mims. Jordan to win. Mims is so cool. We really wanted Jordan Mims to win. He's really good. I think he, if if he keeps keeps it up, he's going to be able to get the numbers up. He needs to run again, Jordan. If you're listening, you're you're running again. Yeah, I made the please. For you. I think please he's made do, a do something. Made a good name for himself among amongst the community. You know, yeah, um, yeah, especially of young people, uh, and, and yeah. him being not afraid to speak out about specific, you know, uh, issues with the city, but also like specific, more maybe socialistic ways to handle those issues and openly advocating for those. So, much, much props to Jordan yeah. for, for having the courage a, to even say that type of stuff here in Fort Worth. Uh, and we need more people like that. I mean, I think we can compare him to a, a AOC as far as like how he handled his social media how he was trying to educate people about the political process here. Like, this is what I'm doing running for city council. This is what I want to do. This is what the process is like. Um, so definitely, yeah, definitely want to see more of that. Hope to see him run again. And I'd, I'd hope to see a couple of more people like him um, next time around for sure. So he, uh, since we're talking about him, he got 9% fourth, fourth place uh, with 674 votes. Um, Elizabeth Beck got, got the most. She, she got a plurality of 43 percent of the votes with about 3k uh and then fernando peralta got a distant second with 12 percent of the vote and about 898 votes um so 
I mean, it's looking like Elizabeth's probably going to take this. Like, even if we kind of take some of the, because there was, what, nine people running? Yeah, because what's-his-face dropped off Darian. Oh, Darian was still on the ballot. No, yeah, he still got almost 300 votes. Wow. Which yeah. sucks, because he dropped out. He dropped so out, that, yeah. Use the numbers. Why'd they leave him on there? That's silly. Yeah, so that there's people who maybe would have voted for someone else. <laughs> Had he, yeah. They probably wouldn't have voted for Jordan, though, to be real. Uh, they probably would have been I mean, for, for yeah. In, in the, Imagine in the being like, uh, Darian George dropped yeah. out. Poor Doyle. Fight with Jordan Mims. Let me vote for Jordan Mims. You instead. know what? Hold on a sec. Let me look at this. So this is the margins are so close. Jordan Mims had six hundred and seventy four. Doyle Fine got last place with one percent with eighty four votes. So if Doyle and Jordan's platforms were very similar, and even like on the on the Facebook video, you know, town hall thing. Doyle, like halfway through, it's like, you know what? Like, me and Jordan, like, I agree with a lot with what Jordan's saying. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, being... His like closing points were like, he was like, you know what? Jordan's been saying a lot of good things. <laughs> so, if we give Jordan those 84 votes, uh, that still doesn't bring him up to passing Jared. That gives him a lot. Wow. That puts him almost, that's still not enough, though. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just trying then... to figure out if the math would work on that. So, we've got uh, Richard uh, Ricardo Avatia, who, uh, who was the no se, Hempel no se vende guy? He got three percent of the vote, two hundred and thirty-four votes. Uh, and like we said, Darian George, who wasn't out, got four percent with almost three hundred votes. Richard, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Eric Richardson got eight percent with uh, five sixty, just five fifty-nine, um, which was surprising. I was surprised to see that actually. Uh, we had Sabrina Rinteria, she got eight percent with five hundred and seventy-one, and and that's pretty much it. Jordan, I guess we didn't say Jared Sloan. Jared Sloan got third place. With eleven percent, eight hundred uh, and four votes. So this one turnout doubled from last time around. In twenty nineteen, we had thirty five hundred ish people vote in District Nine, which is just so dismal. That's so dismal. Uh, we got seventy one hundred, almost seventy two hundred, that voted this time around. So that's 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 great that we just double it again. If we can double it again in two years, man, that within what man things would be so much. I don't know if they'd be better because I don't know if the percentage of those voters would be, you know, who knows. Okay. But so I'm looking at the 2019 numbers and they are actually be more fair trending in our favor. Yeah, it's slowly but surely. But it's yeah. just the I mean, there's just a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. Yeah. We need like a lot of like voter registration events. We need a lot of mm -hmm. campaigning. We need a lot of informing people about you know what they need to do to get active yep we need to start advocating for you know people who aren't old be able to vote dude in 2019 i didn't know this and zeta ran on unopposed yeah which yeah, i'm actually good she did. with yeah and, and, and it was a good job sometimes people don't run against yeah, but when also the turnout for that was like what was it terror? It was like 100, 1900 or something like that. It was something really, really, really low. 3,000. 3, okay. Yeah. Not terrible. Not great. I mean, yeah, when, when there's no one running against you, it's almost like, well, what's the point? You know, she's, yeah. I know she's going to win. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thanks for the victory lap, guys. F's in the chat. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so, okay. I guess let's talk about, let's talk about Peoples and, and Parker. Um, earlier, Thomas, you were like, go vote for Deborah Peoples. Can we just like make a case uh, about why we think you should do that? Can we make a case? I think yes, we, can. Yes, we can. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so 
number one, um, biggest problem in the city is complacency, and it's the status quo. Maddie Parker is the literal embodiment of the status quo. Okay, if you want the same thing you've always gotten, she's the person to vote for. Okay, if you want real change, if you want someone who's going to bring people together, it's Deborah Peoples. All right, I was on the Tarrant County Democratic website today and the Tarrant County Republicans website today. Um, Peoples is running on issues. The, mm-hmm. the Republican Party is running on slinging mud. It's not about who Matt, Matt Park, Matt, Matty Parker is. It's about who, who they're saying Deborah Peoples is, which, by the way, they're saying a lot of stuff that is not true. Mm-hmm. So um, what, can I ask you this? What policies yeah. are she, is she running on? Deborah. Her, her big thing is one for awards. Because, um, like, I mean, even, so I got a new mailer. I know me and my mailers, right? Uh, I got another one today for Peoples and is just talking about her 20 years business experience working for AT&T. That's the only thing that, that is they're like her accolade. That's all I've been hearing from her this whole time is how she's going to bring business experience into the mayoral office. And like, how is that any different than what Betsy Price has been doing in the mayoral office for the past, you know, however long. Right. And like, and so, so I don't, I don't mean to say don't vote for Deborah because I still think we should. And I will too. But I just I want to be realistic about like what right. she's actually planning on doing. And like, to be perfectly honest, I don't see her other than being a black face, which I know is important to a lot of people. But again, as a policy oriented person, like, what are you going to do for us? The people so of the city? I am on her. I am on her page right now. Uh, I did really like her. Um, remember the. That like big old spreadsheet um, with like the questionnaires um from oh who's it from um uh, fourth business review i think or fort worth business weekly or yes like that. that sounds names. that yeah. sounds correct so on that her answers were i've seen her answers to questions be pretty informative and pretty like in a good direction um and like she is you know Obviously, she's pro like representation and, um, you know, and that's a point. To... So I'm on her, yeah. I'm on her website and it's got her priorities. Uh, one of her priorities right now is, is healthcare. Um, I didn't know this. The city actually got eliminated their their health department. Um, she's looking at and she's talking about how one of them has a zip code with the lowest life expectancy in all of Texas. Um, yeah which That's also has the highest COVID-19 infection rates in the country, which leads mm-hmm. to increased infection rates all across our city. So she's talking about um, increasing access to healthcare. And uh, one thing I, I do like about her is she's, she's talking about targeting pharmacy deserts. So in mm-hmm. other words, like it's kind of like the food desert situation. There aren't enough pharmacies that people can get to. So she's sure. wanting to, to bring more of those in there, which can help with COVID vaccines and everything else. That's good. Uh, on the subject of justice, let's see here. Um, pro police. She wants to. She's not blindly pro pro police, but she she's a moderate Democrat, so she's not like yeah yeah she's a she's, she's the chair of Tarrant County like, we have to for the party. Some though. things, which so yeah, just isn't enough for me. 
Yeah, she and that's why I didn't vote for her the first time. But about a properly funded police department with top-notch training, but what does that mean? It means that she's for reform, not for defunding or abolition, which yeah. of course, like, of course she yeah. wouldn't be. She's the chair of the Democratic Party. Like that that's not a reasonable expectation for anybody in office today. I don't in Fort Worth. Um, but I, I think mm -hmm. that should be the long-term goal is to try and get people with ideas like that at representing those of us, those citizens of us who who have those ideas. And there are there are many of us. I know. Maybe it you feel like you're in a sea of, of red or whatever if you if you're on the left and you live here in Fort Worth or in Tarrant County. Um, she's probably for from what I'm seeing is she's about a citizen oversight board and it's looking like she wants to redo the CCPD uh, tax, uh, the CCPD fund to actually you know be used for what it's for. So that is a an improvement. Elder fraud prevention. This it's not taking it as far as Jordan was, who was talking about reallocating no, no. the but whole it's still, thing. It's still closer than we were. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and that's my point. Like, Deborah, that's what I just want to, I want to make it clear to the listener. Like, we're advocating to go vote for her. But as far as, like, you know, keep your expectations in check as far as, like, how much change she can actually, will actually right. fight for here in Fort Worth. You know, and I, I would be very surprised to see her actually try and rock the boat in any way, shape, or form to get certain things taken care of. But now that's still better than having someone yeah. actively fighting against the stuff that we want, right? Like, like kind of like with the whole Trump-Biden Trump, Trump -Biden thing. It's a very similar dichotomy. And to be honest, like Biden's done a lot better than I anticipated. If you would have asked me before the election, like, what do you think he would have done mm -hmm. XYZ? I would have said, no, I don't. Uh, thankfully, he did. But it's the same type of dynamic where it's like, okay, he's better than this guy. Because, well, but if he's if you remember still. 2008 he was or in 2009 he was he was he was right there with barack you know he was doing it and a lot of the problems they faced then were very similar to what he's facing now so he's had what's called oh what's the word experience doing this shit yeah know? experience is overrated though out, like experience in politics is the reason why trump won is because he didn't have experience in politics people wanted an outsider and the same sentiment was shared with Bernie Sanders on the left. Bernie just you know, right. was cock-blocked and wasn't able to, to, to do anything this time but around. Here's, here's the thing. Trump never won the popular vote. So he just he, he motherfucked the game. In our system, that doesn't right. even matter, though, because we got this stupid yeah. electoral college. Like, we all talk about the Which popular vote, go. but it, it, it has to fucking go. Yeah, absolutely. And so, that, so how do we do that? How do we get the, rid of the electoral college? Well, you can advocate for your state to join the interstate voter compact. Oh, did I get the word, their wording on that right? Um, where it's essentially, if you can get 36 states to agree to opt out of the Electoral College, you, you advocate for your capital. So for us in Texas, we advocate for our state house and, and state senators to mm -hmm. want to sign this thing. And then if, and there's already 12 or 13 states that have signed it. If we can get 38, 36, two thirds of, of our 50, uh, if we can get all of them to sign it, then that will effectively opt us out like the technically a college will still exist but no one will use it it won't decide the elections it's essentially every state agreeing to the popular vote being how our electors are allocated and so like okay yeah if if you know matthew mcconaughey wins the popular vote for texas then like okay texas gets you know or that i guess that's not the right analogy if you know the 36 electoral votes for whoever runs for president next time around they are we got two more we got two more electors right 38 is that where we're at now um yeah you know what i mean you get my analogy yeah 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 you know what you're, what you're throwing down yeah yeah it, it needs to go because like the, the two purposes it was there aren't there we don't have slavery anymore and we 
tr- we transport in- information infinitely faster than we did back then. There was no conceivable purpose for that staying here except for the for the Republicans to stay in power. Yeah, it, that it, is it, literally it. Yes, it allows a minority of people, a minority party, or what have you, to yeah, to stay in power, which is what which they is want. Which is a democracy. Yeah. That's not. That's not even a republic. But then, yeah. But then you get into what the that the framers re- originally intended or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, they never wanted a democracy in the first place. Uh, but then, you know, this is why we changed the Constitution, right? This is why we have yep. amendments so we Thomas can Jefferson update wanted, it. When the Constitution changed every nineteen years. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. We should have an automatic convention every nineteen years where we come up with a new amendment. I was telling my students this. Like, it's been over forty years since we've had another amendment to our constitution. So like we've had two generations of people. It's like we forgot how or that we even could change the thing. Um and so yeah, we're overdue for some updates to this. Oh, to this oh we didn't forget the GOP just likes where it's at. I'm sorry. I'm talking I think a lot, a lot of people about, don't actually, even you know, know. I'm not I'm not sorry I'm talking about the Republican Party. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not anymore. Okay. <laughs> they are a cancer on this entire nation. Okay. Sorry if you voted that way. That's that's what it is now. Okay. If you want more of the same, more of the same terrible in Fort Worth, no, GOP or your people. If you want something that might actually change a little bit, Democrats or your people. But until we get rid of this conservative, you're not going to have the change you want to see because they're not about it. Yep. And and so, I mean, that comes back to making the case for change, right? Because there's just a lot that that's the whole point of being conservative is you want to conserve the past, right? You want to, we want to keep things the way that they are, bring us back to the way things used to be. It's the opposite of being progressive where you're forward thinking and trying to think for the future and change things for the better. Right. Um, But you got to make that case. Like you got to, you got to convince people that that's the right move and that's the right decision. Uh, And, and, and that's something that, you know, obviously we're here to, to, to do that. We're, we're constantly making that case every episode, but it's like, there has to be more people out being outspoken, especially here in Texas, especially here in Tarrant County about these perspectives and these ideas. Um, because without that, we are operating on little islands by ourselves, just talking on Twitter or the internet or whatever, right? Maybe our little Facebook groups or something, but we're not making those arguments in public with real people. And like, that's the way arguing on the internet doesn't solve anything. But like having a conversation with a friend or a family member or even a stranger on the bench or something like I, I when I when I was getting my uh, test over like six months ago for covid, I had the doctor who was like sticking the thing up my nose, saw my Bernie hat. I didn't realize I was wearing my Bernie beanie, but I was. And he decided to take that opportunity to talk to me about about Joe Biden. Actually, he didn't even know who Bernie was. He thought I was wearing a Biden hat. Um <laughs> And so he talked to me about Biden for like two minutes. And I was like, that's not who this guy is. But anyways, but I took it as an opportunity to like actually engage with the student. So we talked for like six minutes uh, and shared, you know, there is actually a shared perspective amongst people on the left and the right as far as being critical of what the government is doing. Like, yes, there is corruption. And yes, the Democrats and the Republicans are both corrupt. Like, you're right. A lot of the people that voted for Trump voted for Trump because he appealed to something that was true, a disillusionment of the system. But then he took that and he channeled it in like bad and evil ways, right? Like took that energy and did something, you know, untoward with it. But 
that feeling that people had though is a real feeling though. There are people really disillusioned with the system. And so like, I, I feel like if us, those of us on the left can like make the case to those people that like, I, I hear you, I hear your problems. And these are the solutions that are actually better for it. And it is a all inclusive sort of movement where we aren't nitpicking. Oh, you can't be a part of our coalition because you're X, Y, or Z or whatever, right? Like that's totally antithetical to the entire thing. It should be as inclusive as possible. That's kind of the whole goal. And so like we have to, can't be Twitter jerk, can't be internet meanies, you know, tearing down people because that's not how you get people to be a part of your coalition, right? Then you just look like assholes or whatever. And so I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. I just, I, I, we, we, I just feel like we need to be out there communicating and making our case a lot more and in doing it in a way that isn't offensive or antagonistic, you know, we don't have to do that to make our argument because our arguments are the right arguments, right? Like we know this, that's why we believe these things is because this is the real thing. So I don't know, what do you guys think of all that? What do y'all think, what, what do y'all think we can do? Yeah, I mean, I, even even myself, you know, we're, I'm, I'm doing the podcast and had, you know, put together the website with all the info and on it, on it and everything. And even I kept finding myself like, like at work, and, and, you know, I was chatting with a customer and then, and then they leave and then I'm like, oh man, I didn't talk to them about the election, you know, like, and yeah, and that's a, that's an opportunity right there. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, and it's, it's outreach. That's how you get change. You know, Beto mm -hmm. got performed better than almost any, I think any Democrat in, in recent history. And the reason he did that, you want to know how he got, he only lost to Ted Cruz by 2% instead of like 25 or 40%. Mm -hmm. You want to know how he pulled that off? He went to every, went to every single county yep. in Texas and started talking to people. Yep. Which mm -hmm. is what you, Which have, is what to you have to do. Absolutely. hundred percent. And that's how you communicate to people that like, Hey man, I, I'm listening and I'm for your things. And yet, like, that's only half of it, right? You got to actually follow through with, with your actions too. Uh, and you got to keep paying attention. Long the best to do that. I've ever seen. Like, I'm not even joking. Say like, it again? I, I, and like, I thought there was an awkward silence. He was just waiting for me to continue speaking so he could hear what I was saying. That's awesome. I've never, I've never seen any any politician, especially in a like high profile like that, do that. They're usually like, "Oh, hi, have a nice day." But he actually sat there, and I saw him. It wasn't just me. He was speaking with the students. He was speaking with other people. He was listening. He was engaging. That's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. So hopefully, we'll see. You know more people like that more betos more julian castros here in texas right you know um that are that are actually standing up i mean really the mayor i forget the name of the mayor of austin but that we covered him on an episode way back and like that guy too is like going out there and pissing off the governor right <laughs> i think with all the stuff he's saying and My so man. yeah so we need we you know there are people here in this state who have these perspectives and believe these things and so like i really think putting that out there is even though it might stir up trouble and may cause some discomfort in our communities or what have you um we can't hide in the shadows anymore you know like that's there's not enough time for that right we got this climate change fiasco that is just ever pressing in the near future right this is there's going to be mass migrational problems there's going to be infrastructural type problems that are going to come from this thing we need people in power that are going to make the appropriate decisions to handle that as best as possible and hopefully prevent it. Right. But we're getting very close to where we can't even do that. So that in itself is like a sense of urgency. We're like, we don't got time to, to like mess around anymore. You know, people need to be getting engaged now. People need to be going out and voting and changing now. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and, and so there really needs to be this sense of urgency. We're like, I can't afford if you're on the fence about stuff as a person. And, and if you're still thinking through some of these ideas, you know, that's great. And that's one thing, but 
uh, you got it. You're going to have to pick a side at, at one point. This train is moving and it is heading mm -hmm. in one direction. Uh, and we need to, you know, do everything we can, those of us on the left in this state to like stop that, you know, can we move it in the other direction? That would be very helpful. So yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else that you want to say or you want to talk about this week before, before we wrap up? Oh, oh, it's just, you know, this isn't Fort Worth related, but, uh, we, 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 and it's kind of kind of old news, but uh, we got him. We 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 got the motherfucker. <laughs> Derek Chauvin is locked up. Um, he also got indicted with his his three other buddies for violating the constitutional rights of George Floyd. So it's not it's not looking good. It's look it's looking like the police fed him to the dogs. Which you know, I'll take it. I'll take any W I can get. That's that's basically all I had on that one. Yeah, that's that's definitely a step in the right direction. Right, still got so many yeah. more steps to go, but that. That's better, again, better than it going the other way, which is what we've seen over and over and over again when it comes to these sorts of things. So yeah, absolutely, Thomas, that's a great point. And actually, now that I'm thinking of it, we might as well at least mention Texas's sixth district and the, yeah. the election there. And so with yeah. that, that, that is going to a runoff as well. However, it's a runoff between two Republicans. Um, and so, you know, that is what it is. So we're essentially- so uh, that's, um what what's what's her name the susan uh, jane, jane right? lynn sanchez was the was the democrat who lost who got third place for that i don't remember i, yeah. I don't have the right i think susan wright ron wright's widow oh she ran um, was pretty was pretty high up there when i saw i was i was like watching um watching the results come in on election night and she had a lot of them Wow. At least at that point. Here, I've got it right here. So yeah, Susan Wright. You're right. That's his widow. I didn't realize she was the one that ran. Wow. Uh, she got 19%. And Jake Elzey, also Republican, got 14%. Uh, and again, there was there was 21 people running <laughs> in that election. So that will also go to a runoff. I will have to do some digging. I don't know the, the, the ideological difference between Jake Elzey and Susan Wright. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not... I mean, that, that, I think that was to be expected. I think maybe one of us even said last time it's probably going to be two Republicans or we mentioned that that was a possibility. Yeah, um, yeah. Because honestly, the last time, like the last time they he had a Democrat in that in that seat was in like the 80s and they literally became a Republican. That makes me so sad about Sean Lasseter, though, because mm, yeah, she dropped she out have, of District yeah. 7, which is now between Zeb Pent and Leonard Firestone. Mm, yeah, that to me, like... Uh, that's so but, frustrating. I mean, I, who knows how, how that would have gone, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to say. It is. That's true. That's true. I hope to see her again, too, because she did have a good platform as well. I do. I, yeah. too, feel like she would have done a much better job at the city council level. She was it was a big fit, big pond to jump into there to run for Congress with against 20 mm -hmm. other people. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. So maybe hopefully we'll see her next time around or something. But more people like that. She was another person that wasn't scared to sound like AOC here in, in our Fairburg at Fort Worth. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And you gotta have people who aren't afraid, like speak truth. Okay? Yeah. Dare bravely. Like I know you think and here's the other thing. I talk a lot of crap about Republicans and conservatives. And really, if we're gonna change their minds, we probably need to be more receptive and let them know that they're being heard. And then, you know, let them know where we're at we're at, because ninety-nine percent of the time they are operating off of this false narrative of how politics is. Mm -hmm. When you sit there and engage with them, you can break the narrative. 
I'm not saying you will every single time. You're going to have people that are still firmly, you know, head in the sand. But the more you can converse with them and kind of break the stigma a little bit, yeah, the easier it's going to be for us to make change. And it comes down to what's important to you. What are your values, right? Like, and that every everything is political when you interact with other people. That's a quote from Maximum Rock and Roll, a zine. And I have it up in my wall in my room because I want my kids to know that. Like, everything's political. And so it comes down to what is important to you? You know, is it, what are you, what is the thing that you care about the most? And like, there's a political issue that affects that. Um, it's just a matter of be, being aware of that or not. Right. And so like, I think that's one way we can find common ground on things that we are dissatisfied about in the system. And then it's just figuring out once we find that common ground, then we can make the argument for the solution. But if we're not even trying to do that, right. If we're not even trying to find a common ground, then, then yeah. And again, I want to be clear too. Not everybody's convincible, right? <laughs> Some people are indoctrinated in their ways. They're, they're stuck in that ways, but there is a, there is a small percentage of people that are, are open-minded are open to having their mind changed or are actually on the fence. Right. And so it's, it's important to, to appeal to those people. And even more so, I think it's more important to appeal to the people who aren't even engaged because there's yeah. more of those people than there are of these people that are on the fence. And that's kind of, you know, voter apathy. Exactly. And so like appealing to your friend who doesn't vote and who has a strong, like, I don't want to vote. I don't care about blah, blah, blah. Like getting them to participate in the system is maybe going to be more easier than trying to get someone else to switch, you know, switch the aisles, right. To become a Republican to Democrat. But however, like we had an yeah. 11% turnout. Okay. That means there are what? 89% of registered voters in yeah. Fort Worth. That didn't do it. Yeah. We just didn't show up. Exactly. Yep. So how are we supposed to function as a government if no one's showing up? And I guarantee you a lot of half of those people probably didn't even know there was a local election. Right. They just weren't engaged. Yep. They were engaged for the, at the national level for president, but they, they become disengaged, you know. And by the time May rolls around, they, you know, when you see all those signs on the hill or whatever or at the intersection, like everybody just ignores those. Nobody actually reads them and thinks, yeah. oh, there's an election going on right now. Who are all these people? Right. It's just more signs that people ignore on the way to work. I know people who legitimately do not know what a city council or mayor is. Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how detached they are. Yeah. And that's a lot of people are like that, you know, and there's this assumption that people understand how, how civics works, but they don't know what we're not taught it in school. We don't have civics class anymore we have government that they get their senior year but that's focused on like the constitution and congress and how dc works it's not focused on the city council and the mayor and how all that works and so absolutely there's a lot of people that have no clue how that goes which again comes to our our role here and i think what we'll be doing a lot more of in the off season when there aren't elections going on is trying to educate people about how this whole process works and bringing on people to talk about those different avenues and aspects of stuff um so yeah, I'm actually looking forward to to learning uh, with our listeners as we kind of go through this, uh, you know, until we do another election here. Is there going to be one in November? Does anyone know? Uh, I think. No, I think there's one in 2022, but not. Okay, I didn't know if there'd be any proposition or some sort of weird, like 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 there judges be, or I something. So. You know, some weird weird election. Yeah. I feel like every November there's something, but I don't know what it would be. So we'll if we'll we'll find out between now and November and let you know, listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think so. Uh, hold on, I'm reading a quick thing. Okay. How do I find out by state? 
Um, okay, well, it's just pulling up the, the Texas six, so okay. maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll have plenty yeah. of time to educate and to activate and to organize and to be prepared for next time around. And hopefully we can continue to, this upsurge of, of turnout and, and swing that new turnout, you know, kind of in our direction. I think that should be uh, a goal. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, before we get out of here, I do want to let our listeners know um, there is going to be a local famous records showcase at Lola's on June 18th. And we will be there as an organization registering people to vote and also providing any sort of uh, civic information that you may need. So come check that out. Uh, full disclosure, that's my label and my band is going to be playing. So I do have a, an invested interest in that as well, just so you know. But at the same time, we will be there as an organization. Come by and say hi. Uh, and yeah, y'all have anything else y'all want to say? You said that like like we don't want to go see you play. <laughs> well, come see like, me I'm, play I'm so sorry. I'm also going to be playing music there. I apologize. But come for politics. I just want to be clear. You yeah. took my cop out and now it's going to look awkward. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, if you're yeah, yeah, if you're into political music, uh, Temple of Torture will be there. Speaking truth to to those who are yeah, fresh and power, all that. Sweet. Well, thank you very much, guys. Y'all have a great week. Yay. You too. Bye. Bye.